Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the tax sell expert, author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I'm your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As always, these are completely free podcasts, and they're brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. So if you are looking to learn more about making money with tax liens and tax deeds, make sure you check us out at TaxSellAcademy.com. I have a real good episode for you guys today. I'll be discussing my most controversial opinions about the tax sell business. It's always quite funny to me when I provide my opinion about something and people get mad at me and they want to argue back and forth over stuff. In fact, some will even resort to name calling and try to bait me into some sort of argument. It really kind of makes me laugh. But I do enjoy discussing a few things that some of you might or might not agree with, but these are opinions formed after more than 21 years in the tax sell business. Opinions formed after training tens of thousands of students, after answering thousands and thousands of questions, hearing loads of stories, and traveling all around the country to hundreds of different markets investing. Are these opinions going to resonate with everybody? Probably not. But I do believe that for the majority of my audience, it's pretty dang good advice. All right, let's get started. Number one, don't remodel tax sell homes. Listen, I've remodeled many, many homes. I have built homes. I have demolished homes. I've done everything you can imagine when it comes to residential remodeling and construction. So I know this part of the business extremely well. For the large majority of tax sell investors, you should not spend your time remodeling a tax sell home unless you have the intentions on keeping that home, perhaps as a rental or maybe to move into yourself. Now, I understand the pushback but I can get more money when I go to sell that property. Sure, you can. The fact is, however, it's gonna take you much longer than you think it will. It's going to be much more expensive than you think it is going to be as of right now, and it's gonna be a whole heck of a lot more stressful than you can even imagine. Meanwhile, you'll be wasting all of your resources, all of your precious time, the most valuable asset that we have on a property remodel. Instead, what you can do is you can resell that property to another investor, let them handle the remodel expenses, stress, cost, time, all that stuff, pocket your money, and move on to another one of these tax sale deals where you can do the same thing over and over and over again. Let the other person deal with all the remodel headaches. I have seen people on multiple occasions buy houses at the very same auction that I purchase houses at. Now, what I would do, I'll sell that property, I'll buy another property, and I'll sell that property too, all while the other person is still working on the remodel of their first property. And oftentimes, I'll end up making substantially more money than they will when everything is factored in with the same amount of capital, of course. And I won't have to even think about subcontractors, hidden issues, code violations, permitting, inspectors, mold, mildew, trash, or any of that other nonsense. And by the way, I'll do it from my office, from my vacation house, or wherever else in the world I want to do it from. 
I got into this business to have freedom, not to be stuck monitoring a job site all day long. The overwhelming majority of tax sale investors should not think that they can learn both the tax sale business and do that successfully and also they want to learn the remodel business and do that successfully at the same time. No, don't do that. Instead, learn the tax sale business, do as many deals as you possibly can, and forget about remodels. It's not going to be worth it in most situations. And again, this comes from somebody who's done many, many remodels, probably more remodels than 95% of investors that are out there, which of course, most of them came much earlier in my career. Since then, I become much wiser and I will not mess with them unless I absolutely have to. So skip the remodels. My next opinion, focus on the numbers only. If the numbers work, invest. Now hear me out on this one. As a tax law investor, we are buying properties where many of them do have issues. But if you do it correctly, you are not going to have a great deal of time wrapped up into any one property. The problem that I often see, however, is brand new investors will go out there. They'll try to find the perfect property and they'll put their life savings or all the investment money that they have in one property. Maybe it's that $100,000 house and eventually they become emotionally attached to it. They overpay perhaps, they spend too much remodeling, they held off for top dollar. I remember vividly the very first investment a friend of mine made. He picked out what he thought was the perfect vacant lot. We drove to this lot and we literally walked all over this lot for more than three hours. Now, it was a quarter acre lot. It was flat, grass, nothing else. But we spent three hours walking around that property because he wanted something nice and he thought he found something nice. He thought he found the perfect property. He was in love with that investment. Meanwhile, that same day, I had purchased around a dozen properties and I don't think I even got out of the car that day to look at any of my properties. So instead of sinking all of your money into one property or instead of trying to find the perfect property to buy, approach it as a numbers game. Diversify, buy multiple properties, flip those properties quickly, do it again and again and again. This is a very easy business. And once you know what you are doing, you can get in deals and out of deals very, very quickly, which reduces the risk of your capital and allows you to roll your money over much, much faster. But don't get so fixated on the properties you're buying. You should approach these as investments, as numbers. If the numbers work, buy them. But do not fall in love with these properties and do not spend three hours walking around a quarter acre lot. Next one, sell your properties with as is titles when it makes sense. And this one really fires up a lot of the realtors in the room. Long story short, when you buy a tax deed property, it is going to come with title clouds. These title clouds will prevent you from getting title insurance, which is standard in most conventional market transactions and is expected with most traditional buyers. It's also expected, of course, in order to get full market value since it ensures that the chain of title is clean. But to clear the title 
after a property has gone through tax foreclosure can take months and it can take thousands of dollars. In some scenarios like higher dollar properties or where you have large margins, it makes perfect sense. In others, it makes zero sense. If I bought a property for $800 and I'm gonna sell it for $2,000, that's a pretty good return. But it's not a good return at all if I have to pay $1,500 to clear the title just because I'm, in quote, supposed to provide a clear title. I'll lose money, it's stupid. Instead, I will sell that same property with a quit claim deed with an as-is title, and I'll keep moving forward. A lot of people in this business do not understand you can sell properties with as-is titles. I have had realtors argue with me time and time again about this approach. Listen, I am a realtor. I've been a realtor for two decades now, but realtors will not sell properties that have clouded titles simply because they cannot make a commission on those properties because they don't want the liability of listing a property that does not go through all the normal channels like they think it should. If it's a cheap property, sell it to another investor with an as-is title. Let them clear the title and then move on. Next one, do not hire VAs or virtual assistants. And this one also will fire a lot of people up. I see these gurus online that have taglines like, we'll teach you how to invest in real estate and how to train your own VAs. What? If you're investing in real estate properly, and you're trained properly yourself, you do not need a virtual assistant unless you are investing well into the seven figures every single year. People that have absolutely no idea what they are doing, people that are completely green to this business will argue with me about how they need a virtual assistant. And they'll often tell me that they need a virtual assistant for the most important aspect of this business, which is to research which properties they are going to purchase. No, you do not. Instead, you need to learn what you are doing. I see people hiring virtual assistants from places like the Philippines for a few bucks an hour, two, three dollars an hour, to research properties for them when they themselves do not know how to research properties and certainly do not know how to train others to research the properties for them. Instead, learn what you are doing. Learn how to become efficient and stop trying to shortcut the process. Why on earth somebody would trust somebody else with the most important aspect of their business instead of just learning how to do it correctly and more accurately themselves, it confuses me. Now, when you've reached the point where you're investing tens of millions of dollars into properties, like perhaps uh, large REITs and hedge funds, that kind of stuff, absolutely, get help then. But do you really think they're hiring VAs from random countries to help them research properties and paying them two or three dollars an hour? No. Absolutely not. They're paying many of their researchers well over $100,000 per year, and they have systems in place so that everything is still as efficient and accurate as possible. Stop outsourcing the most important role in this business. That's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Instead, put forth the effort yourself to learn 
how to do it efficiently. Quit being lazy, put forth the effort, and you can absolutely research tens of thousands of properties in most situations if you'd learn what you are doing. Don't outsource it to somebody else because your investment is then reliant on how that person operates their business. I've worked with a lot of VAs in the past and I can tell you a lot of them leave a lot to be desired and I will never trust my investment with anybody except for myself. And the last one I have for you today, stop trying to do something you are not qualified to do. As a tax sale investor, there are a series of skills that you must learn. Research, strategy, marketing, sales, and a few other things. But inside of the tax sale business, there are things that will pop up that you simply are not qualified to do and you should not try to do. Yet, people decide they want to save a few dollars and they want to play contractor or they want to play an attorney, for example. And it usually bites them hard and they not only waste money and time, but they'll still be required to hire the professionals in the long run. People will email me or message me asking me the steps to file something like their own suit to quiet title so they can save $1,500 or $2,000. Let's think about this. You message me to get advice on how to play the role of an attorney. I'm clearly not an attorney. You don't even have the wherewithal to go to Google to search this type of information, or perhaps you're too lazy to, so you ask me the steps about a profession that I am not even in. I'm not an attorney. My response is to hire an attorney, consult with an attorney. There are a lot of steps, processes, forms, notices, and many other things that must be handled to AT in order to get a final judgment or whatever other type of legal process you are going through. And odds are, if you're not an attorney, you're probably gonna screw one of those things up, which by the way, is if you can even file that legal action in the first place, depending on the ownership structure of the property. If you decided to put that property in an LLC and you file suit or you file some sort of legal action, then you're suddenly acting as an unlicensed attorney in many jurisdictions, which is a whole nother can of worms. The same, of course, can be said for trying to play contractor, trying to play a zoning expert and just about another dozen roles that you think you can figure out, you think you could be good at, but you really have no idea what you're doing. So stop trying to be an expert at the things you have no clue about. Focus on learning the tax sale business and let the professionals handle the stuff that they went to school for and that they have the training for. And get this, if you do not have the margin in your deal to pay those professionals, you should have not been in that deal in the first place. Listen, there's so much to the tax sale business and everybody wants to try to shortcut the process somehow. The only shortcut to this process is to learn from somebody who has started where you are and is currently where you want to go. Quit looking for the fast, do-it-yourself fixes that'll likely cost you a lot of time and a lot of money. Get training from an expert, do things the correct way, and you will reap the benefits for decades to come. Otherwise, well, good luck to you because I probably cannot help you a whole lot when it comes to a lot of the stuff that we discussed today. These, again, are my opinions based on over two decades worth of investing and well over a decade 
training others all around the world on how to do this business. Now, obviously these opinions have changed over time. These are things that I've learned as I've matured as a tax sale investor. And I've learned what I should be doing, what I should not be doing. I've made all these mistakes that we discussed today. I've done all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I learned what works best for me, my business, and also those that I train. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do us a huge favor. Leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting or video platform you're listening or watching us on right now. These are free episodes, of course, but your positive feedback means the world to us and it really helps us out. So just take a few seconds to click that thumbs up button or tap that five-star review. And as always, if we can be of any additional help, be sure to check out all the links in today's show notes, including the one to our step-by-step Tax Cell Training Academy at TaxCellAcademy.com. Hey, take care, folks, and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.